Conversations with the Contenders. This week, Odell Pike, candidate for chief of Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. This is episode 193. Thanks for your support via patreon.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. There are two women running for Halibut Chief, both from Bay St. George. You've already heard Peggy White here on Mi'kmaq Matters. This week, Odell Pike. On the current council, she's counselor for Stephenville Ward. Now she's running to defeat Brenda Mitchell, the chief with whom she has served for the past three years. Welcome to the program, Odell. Thank you. Uh, I uh, reached out to you quite a few weeks ago now to ask what your plans were uh, regarding running for the new council. And you said, uh, I'm thinking about it and I'll let you know when I've made up my mind. And then a couple of weeks ago, I got your email and you said you're running, you're running for chief. So uh, I appreciate you, uh, you getting in touch. Just tell us what your thought process was uh, getting to the place that you are now as a candidate for chief. Well, my thought process is, I guess, very simple. As you, I know that you're aware of, I do a lot of work within community. I'm usually on the ground in the trenches. And because of my involvement in community, I know firsthand what a lot of the issues are. And I'm sort of a type of a person that likes to see things happen. And when things don't happen fast enough, I'd like to give things a little bit of a push. So, you know, I, it was a long thought process in, um, in deciding whether I should run for chief or not. And, but I discussed the situation with my husband. Actually, we talked about it for nearly all of one Saturday. And he said to me, he said, Odell, you're actually doing the work. So he said, you know, go for it. So I said, okay, are you sure? And he said, yes. So because of the support of my family, um, I guess that was the breaking point that I decided that, you know, now's my time to do it. On this past council, you were the only woman. And um, Mm -hmm. when you were the only, I guess I should say the only elected member, there is the, uh, the youth council uh, rep. Um, and uh, we were uh, quite excited to have you uh, on council with your your uh, history that you've just uh, referred to uh, involvement with uh, NON, the Newfoundland Aboriginal Women's Network. Of course, you are one of the um, the key people in the establishment of the uh, People of the Dawn Indigenous uh, Friendship Center, and I think you're still the president of the board out there. But I am. I think. Uh, Maybe we were a little surprised or maybe even a little disappointed that you are not a more prominent member of council in terms of your, you know, interventions 
you weren't, uh, we got the sense that you weren't as engaged as we thought uh, you might be. So what was your experience uh, being, having been on that council? Uh, actually, uh, Glenn, I was very engaged. Uh, I'm not one to toot my own horn. Uh, all of the accomplishments that I've had made on council, uh, you know, within community, uh, community is a big part of what makes up our band. And I've accomplished a lot since I took office three years ago. I was instrumental in getting another building for the people of the Dawn Indigenous Friendship Center. And you say, well, you know, that's not Halibu, but it's to support our Indigenous people. So it is. We have to stop putting silos everywhere and start working together. Um, I was also instrumental in bringing the eagle feathers into the courtrooms and also the smudging into all of the RCMP detachments. So it may not look as if I was doing a lot of work. I've done a lot of work with the education department behind the scenes. I've also made a lot of, uh, a lot of accomplishments in our communications department, which I was the chair of. And that, you know, you may not even think that that is important, but our, um, our reach has increased 22% uh, since we started doing this, the open communications every Friday afternoon. Uh, things work really slow, but you know, as for behind the scenes things, doing what's needed to be done in community. Over the last year with the, um, with the uh, pandemic, uh, there was a lot of work. Like I spent a lot of my time on committees with the, all of the regional health boards, you know, trying to combat the mental health issues in our communities. And a lot of people, you know, don't even see what's happening. But even in our area since January, we've had six suicides. You're talking about the Stephenville area. Well, Stephenville, St. George's, as far as Cornerbrook, mm -hmm. not including anything, it's Western Newfoundland. So, you know, mental health is one of the big issues in all our communities. We need to be supporting people, which is what I have been doing. I've also, uh, because of the, um, the processes that you have to go through with the enrollment, there is a lot of letters. Like I've written about over 300 appeal letters for people. People don't see that and I don't brag about it, but it's still all work that has yes. to be done. And I'm going to ask you about enrollment because you mentioned it in your campaign material. But uh, one of the other things uh, you say in your um, in your campaign material is that uh, you promise to listen to different opinions and perspectives. Do you think that's uh, true of the current chief, as uh, you've seen in the past uh, term that you've been on? Um, I'm not here to discuss the past chief. I can only be responsible for what I think that I'm capable of doing. And uh, my methods of, um, you know, leadership 
may be totally different than his. So I would prefer not to, um, not to go in that direction because like I said, I'm responsible for my own self and not for what the chief does. Mm. Fair enough. Let me ask you this. Uh, if um, uh, a, a group like Mi'kmaq Matters were, were critical of uh, something that council did or that you did and uh, we put it out there, would you still engage with uh, people who are critical of uh, a decision of council if you were chief? Well, I would because, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And, uh, you know, I've always listened. I don't always agree with what people say. And, and sometimes I don't even agree with what you say. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, talk back to you and say, you know, you're all wrong. Like I said, everybody's entitled to their opinion. So I just, I'm just happy that people have an opinion. Mm. Lots of people don't have a voice. Now, in your campaign uh, material, you say that um, you're going, you want to revamp our health department and provide more services to our members. So let me ask you first what you mean by revamp the health department. Do you mean a change in personnel or um, what, what do you mean by revamp? No, not a change in personnel. What I mean there is that I feel, I feel right now that our health department is basically looking after NIHB. Uh, prior to the uh, Halibu First Nations Band being formed, we had a really good program with diabetes when the FNI was there. Uh, we need that back. We have, you know, quite a lot of uh, members who have diabetes, whether it be type one or type two. Uh, it's very difficult with the situation with our health care on seeing a diabetic nurse. So we need to be offering programs to alleviate the problems that they're, they're encountering. There's lots of other things, you know, we could be, uh, we need more services in mental health. And, uh, you know, back in April of last year, when I were on call every Thursday with all of the regional health boards, one, because of my involvement with uh, the Newfoundland Aboriginal Women's Network, one of the things I said to them there then was that, you know, that's going to be our new pandemic, mental health. And it is. I see it in the communities. I see it with our members. And it's, you know, if we just don't have the, the services, each one of the health authorities are about 30% under service. And, you know, we think we're doing a good job, but we're not. Because even with all of the, and they have done some improvements, but they just don't have the resources. So, you know, we could be doing uh, things ourselves in, uh, in promoting good mental health with different training sessions. You talk about community and the needs of um, the needs that you've just described in the mental health area. Do you think that uh, Halibu as an organization has to have a different um, approach to dealing with community? Most things uh, are now located in Cornerbrook. I know that there are, you know, there are staff that work in Stephenville and in central. 
but the bulk of the staff works at uh, headquarters in Cornerbrook, as it were. So uh, do you think that there has to be um, more of a penetration at the community level by staff, either uh, at least visiting and working working with people in the community or maybe even positions that are located outside of the Halibu office. What do you think about that? Well, we definitely need more work within community. I mean, you know, we get complaints all the time about that. Uh, There are lots of things that are being done within the community by the staff presently at, uh, well, let's say Cornerbrook. But, you know, I'm a firm believer and I get that thrown at me all the time. Like you have everything out on the West Coast. But we only have everything out on the West Coast because we have people who want to see it done. We have people who are working in communities that are making those things happen. Every community can have the same uh, thing. All they need is a champion there to get things started. And, uh, you know, uh, where the band is new, one of the most important things I think that our members want right now is uh, the culture and the language. And that takes a long time to, uh, to be comfortable enough to promote those things within community. I recently, within the last three weeks, have, I went into St. John's and I, uh, I was requested by some of the women in there to teach them how to do the ceremonies because they all want to do it, but nobody knows how. Mm-hmm. So I spent the whole weeking, weekend training 10 women on all of the ceremonies. And, you know, it's something that they need to, to get comfortable with. And if you don't know, it's hard to get comfortable. So we mm-hmm. need those kinds of people promoting those things within community. And when you talk about community, uh, what have, what what is your what are your thoughts on the status blind um, approach to providing uh, cultural training and other things? Do you think that uh, Halibu should be um, open to people who don't have status, or do you think that Halibu, being a First Nations band, has to put the members first, and if there are things left over, then they can go to non-status people? Uh, for me, Glenn, that uh, I work with both organizations. I don't work, I volunteer. I shouldn't say I work, but I volunteer uh, with the Newfoundland Aboriginal Women's Network and with the um, People of the Dawn Indigenous Friendship Center, both organizations. I'm presently the president. Uh, both of those organizations are status blind. You only have to self identify. When I'm doing any sort of training, I don't, I don't ask if you have a status card because we did with those status cards for a number of years and status cards don't make who you are. It's what's here in your heart. So for me personally, I know that if I were chief, members would have to be first, but I would never turn anybody away if they wanted to learn, if they were, if they self-identified as Indigenous. How about if there are 10 spots available and they're That's all... That's who I am. How about if there are 10 spots um, only and it's oversubscribed? Uh, do members get the first... Uh, is it members first and then no non-status people because members have to come first? 
Well, members do have to come first, okay? Uh, when you're when you're putting it that way, but there are other ways to overcome that, and I've done that. I've had extra extra sessions. I mean, I remember a few years, well, not even a few years back, it was only since COVID because everything was done online. And we had a group of um, women who called me and said, you know, uh, we can never get in on any of the training sessions because it's all blocked up before we even call. I talked to the people at uh, Halibu and I'm not even sure if those people had uh, status or not. I don't ask that question when people call me. So, um, you know, it was done for them. We put on another session for the people who couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. So there's all different ways that you can, if you're willing to do that. You talk uh, in um, your campaign material about uh, enrollment and you say, that you will pursue new avenues. And um, <clears throat> what new avenues uh, are you talking about? And let me ask you another question about enrollment. There's a feeling that um, Halibut should try something different because what's what's been tried thus far clearly hasn't worked because 10,000 people are still out and the, uh, the exploratory discussions with the feds have gone nowhere. Um, so on that front, do you think it would be advisable to have a change in legal personnel? Steve May has been there for a lot of years, and maybe he's too attached to, the, to his earlier decisions to take a, a fresh approach. So <clears throat> uh, what, uh, what are the new avenues and what about a change in, uh, in lawyers? Well, you know, uh, Glenn, the, um, the enrollment has been a sore spot ever since day one. I mean, everybody who has family members are affected. I don't think there's one member of Halibu who doesn't have somebody in their family affected. I had a brother-in-law who was Indian chief of the Indian band in Stephenville Crossing for nine years and who lost his status. I have a sister who won two prestigious Indespire awards and she lost her status. So every one of us has family members who are, you know, hurting and it, it's caused a lot of uh, divide and it's caused a lot of lateral violence and it's caused a lot of pain and hurt in all families. Um, what I mean by I will try new avenues, uh, like right now, I'm not on the implementation committee. So, you know, how they approach things, I really don't know because I haven't been there. But I do know that I do have a lot of resources that I can avail of. What, what kind of resources? To, uh, well, I don't want to go into that right now, but I do have them. And what I would want to do is when we meet, if I do become chief and we do meet with the federal government, I will look for new avenues to argue our case because I feel, you know, we've been arguing now, well, really since 2011, 
back and forth with the federal government. And even though a lot of our members do not understand the process, they don't, they really don't. Um, there are ways to, uh, to tackle different situations. And I feel with my um, leadership in all of the organizations that I'm presently involved in, that I can make a difference and I will try everything. I'm not guaranteeing that it's gonna work, but I know that there are different things that we can try. Mm. What about, and, what about uh, changing What about changing lawyers? What do you think about that? Well, I really don't know because I don't know how effective Steel, Steve May is right now with the implementation committee. I really don't. So, um, you know, I, uh, I, if I'm there with him, I don't even know if he's at the, the meetings when the chief and them are there. I'm not privy to that information. So um, if I see that he's not performing the way he should, then, you know, there may be other ways of doing things. Hmm. Another uh, issue of longstanding is, uh, is urban reserve. And uh, that was promised by the, the current chief in the last election campaign. But uh, as we see, we still have no urban reserve. Um, you say that um, you're going to, um, to work to get an urban reserve. Um, but I wonder what you can do to get around what I understand to be the problem, which is that because Halibut does not have reserve land and urban reserves are created as an, an addition to reserve, there seems to be a problem there. So yes. how can you get over that problem that has stalled us on urban reserve? Well, Glenn, I'm really, I'm sure that there is some method that we can use. Uh, I don't know exactly what that method is right now, but I do know that, you know, I will do my homework. I also know that, you know, there's probably about 120 urban reserves across Canada right now. Whether they're all, um, whether they all are promoted from a, a reserve land, I don't know. Um, but I will find out. And I'm sure that there are other means that we can, can do that. And, you know, like you just have to have a very strong voice there. And... Um, I think I can do that. Now, uh, <clears throat> one good thing about this uh, campaign, uh, and we're speaking before we see the um, the list of uh, nominated candidates uh, on Friday, um, there are, uh, I think, a lot more women candidates running this time uh, than before. And many of them are very accomplished people. And um, uh, it looks like we'll have a much different council uh, next time from a from a gender we'll have more gender balance on the next council than on that on this one uh regarding chief we have two strong women candidates yourself and peggy white both from the Bay St. george area on top of that so people on occasions like this always um are a little bit sad to have to pick between two uh and are concerned that they about the kind of the splitting the vote, as they call it. Uh, people who have those concerns, what your, what's your message to them? Well, all I can tell them is go with their, their heart feeling and, you know, like really, really listen to what uh, the candidates are saying and 
then you choose who you think will be best for the job. That's as simple as that. Well, Odell, um, it's been uh, great to uh, to speak to you. I'm glad to get you now because probably you'll be you'll be hard to reach between now and October. So I'm I'm glad to get you on the program, and thank you to you and all the candidates for uh, for stepping up. I know it's a lot of work. Uh, your husband won't see you very much, and you you know there's a big sacrifice uh, even running for chief, let alone being chief. So uh, thank you for all your work, and thanks for being on the program. Thank you for having me. Odell Pike, candidate for chief of Halibut First Nation. Before we go, a sneak preview of a very special event planned for later this month in Stephenville, a special Mi'kmaq Matters presentation. Halibut and Bay St. George building a relationship. September 23rd, 7 p.m. in Stephenville, live in person and on Facebook. Stay tuned for further details. That's it for the program. Allison Baker is the producer of Big Mom Matters. Support our work via patreon.com or by email transfer, bigmom.matters at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Wheeler, Emson Ogama.